brand is in many ways the most essential part of any organization. It reflects what it is, how it acts, and why it matters to the world. And for Paige, we found ourselves asking those same questions as we began planning for the coming years. I felt that there was a, an appetite to think not just about um, where we'd come from and embrace our history, um, but also to think about the future and, and where, where the brand needs to go and how it needs to fully serve membership, not just today, but into the future. I'm Elliot Mizrahi with Page, and today, instead of taking a look at one of the many Page companies doing great work, we're looking in the mirror. Page Chair Amer Hines, who's the CEO of global marketing and communications agency, Text 100, is joining me to tell the story of how and why Page decided to refresh its brand. So I took over as um, chair from Dave Samson, who um, had done an extraordinary job of fulfilling the five-year plan, strategic plan that was in place at that time. And so it was, it was a great time for me to think about um, what will will happen in the next three years and I think one of the things that Dave had teed up was just the development of a new three-year strategic plan which I had the opportunity not just to inherit but to input into that and so um, really one of the things that we wanted to do at that stage was to step back a moment before we completed the three-year strategy and look at the brand overall and make sure that we had thought about the brand and therefore ensure that the three-year strategic plan would support what we what we wanted how we wanted the, the the brand to evolve and then my team at text 100 helped me undertake a process by which we examined what did what do members feel about the brand today and where do they see it going in the future i think we the last 10 years have been amazing for page um i i don't think the organization has been you know it, it has never been as relevant as it is today. We live in very complex um, times, both societally as well as business and government. And as a result of that, I think our members are challenged in a way that they have never been challenged before. So it's really important that Page plays a role in ensuring that they have the opportunity to learn from peers, you know, to challenge their thinking, to really have somewhere where they can um, reflect on what is going on within their organization and um, have people that they can discuss that with. So it's a really interesting time, not just um, in terms of page, but in our industry um, at large. It's a, an incredibly exciting time, I would say. Um, but I, I think the role of page has never been more relevant than it is today. So we started this branding process as you would start any process like this. We started by listening. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about some of the ways that we did that, the research that we did, and some of the things that you recall having learned sure. through that process? Well, um, it couldn't have come at a better time, obviously, for me, because one of the things I had wanted to do was not assume that I fully understood what members feel. So to undertake a listening tour alongside my team was, was fantastic. But it was really important that we didn't just listen to members in the US. That would have been easy. Um, we made sure that we were taking into consideration some of our colleagues in India, in Australia, in Singapore, in Hong Kong, as well as across mainland Europe where we're more established. The other piece to this that was important as well was not just to talk to members, but to get a perspective 
from non-members, those people who perhaps are eligible to become part of PAGE, but had decided for whatever set of reasons not to become part of PAGE. And that was important as we reflect how do we need to evolve and make sure that we are relevant to all potential members. So we undertook that exercise of incredibly helpful. Um, and then in addition to that, we workshopped the findings with a group of people that reflected the membership body. So that was everything from academics through to agency heads through to chief communications officers of Fortune 500 companies. So what we have today and what we articulate in terms of our purpose and our mission is not uh, just simply a, a reflection of an exercise that we did in a, in a, in a room with you know uh, whiteboards and people scratching out what they think that we should be, but it's it's really the words of page members themselves and and those people who were able to input into the process. It was incredibly thorough, and we learned a huge amount. So I I feel good about where we've landed as a result. Yeah, one of the things that I've noticed every time I do this sort of a process is that there are always a few comments that you hear that you just didn't expect to. You, right. know, you think you know how people think about this, that, or the other, mm -hmm. and then they express something that's just a totally different point of view. Uh, was there anything in what we heard that you think was sort of that aha moment that was a perspective that you didn't expect to hear going into it? Well, some of the things that um, I guess did get reflected that um, were very much true to um, what I had heard anecdotally from people, so the fact that we're very American and as an organization, in fact, there was some reflection on the fact that we're quite East Coast, which probably surprised me, um, given the fact that we have a growing number of members on the West Coast. So East Coast was even worse than just being American. You know, it was, um, it, 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 that surprised me, certainly. But um, I think more so one of the things that I had seen come through over and over again in terms of people citing why they were members uh, of PAGE was to be part of a network. But there was a subtle shift in, in what people told us, and it was less about a network in order to further your career or to advance your career. It was more the opportunity to have peer-to-peer -peer learning. It's this notion that you are within a group of people where you feel a sense of trust and you see, feel a sense of being with people who are at the very top of their profession, who have a lot to share with each other and are willing to share past experiences in order to elevate all CCOs, um, but really to further the profession in a way that I think only Paige can do by providing that forum in which people can um, spend time with each other and learn from each other, which I think, as you say, goes to the very heart of why Paige exists in the first place. Yeah, I love how you said that. You know, Paige is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year, founded in 1983 by uh, vice presidents of public relations for the Baby Bell companies. And they got together because yeah. they recognized uh, a common interest in sharing knowledge and experience and learning from each other and, and collaborating. Um, and it's interesting to hear how much of that still 
is reflected in what we hear from members and prospective members about what they get out of this community. I think the interesting piece to that is you're absolutely right. I, I think there is such a, a great sense of history within PAGE um, that we want to honor and we want to make sure that that is reflected in things like our principles. They have, they remain, you know, they've stood the test of time. Um, they were relevant 35 years ago and they're almost more relevant today. But I think the other piece that's interesting is that while the history and the principles are incredibly important and will, will carry us forward, um, it's also important that we, um, take on board the feedback that perhaps Arthur W. Page is less well known internationally than perhaps he would be in the US. And so as we think about Page um, in the future, uh, we have to also um, be mindful that perhaps that uh, history with AT&T, Baby Bell, is perhaps not part of the cultural history of other countries across the world, which is one of the reasons that we made a bold um, step forward and decided that we would refer to the Arthur W. Page Society as simply Page. And I think that um, really has a sense of, of being more of a global organization. Uh, we want to be able to carry on the name, um, but really to, to call the society today what my, most people call it, which is simply Page. Yeah, so my boss, Roger Bolton, uh, often points out that the name of the organization, the Arthur W. Page Society, we deliberately included the whole name because Arthur W. Page had it was a person, had character. You know, we're not another acronym in a sea of acronyms, um, and so it says something about our the nature of the organization, our character, and our identity. So the name change was not an easy process, um, and there's still. Uh, an association with Page that's really important fundamentally to who we are and why we're here. Um, but the process is one of sort of introspection and thinking about uh, is this how we want to portray ourselves, particularly as we're becoming a more global organization. Yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I would hate if we ever went too far from um, our history because that is the foundation of anybody's corporate character, if you think about it in that respect. So um, Arthur W. Page will remain an important part of the future. But as we look forward, um, I think that by simply being Page, we have the opportunity to define that in a way that will embrace as much of the future as it does um, paying respect to the past. So that's the name, um, and we've got a new logo. And those are some of the on-their-face elements of the brand. But can you talk a little bit about uh, the conclusion of the process? So we've done this listening and learned some things about how members perceive Page. Um, w w how did some of those things get pulled through into the, the brand that we've ultimately decided to deploy? Well, certainly um, we found through the process that um, the mission of PAGE really remains the same and that mission around strength, strengthening the enterprise leadership role of the chief communications officer is certainly as relevant today as, as ever. I think the other um, piece to that was really defining what our purpose is. You know, as a purpose-driven organization, what is it that PAGE uniquely does and, and how do we ensure that we are um, 
in a unique position to represent uh, our members across the world. And so um, our purpose therefore became to unite the world's best communicators to transform business for the better. And that felt really good because it reflects the membership body in terms of where they are in the profession, but it also is reflective of the impact that they can have, not just on communications um, at large, but also making, uh, reflecting how communications can really evolve business for the better. So for us, I, I think one of the big parts of the uh, branding process was to think about corporate character um, and apply that to Paige. Um, and in thinking about that, what makes Paige unique and what makes Paige very different from any other organization. And one of the things that um, really uh, came through from us and feedback from, from members was the attributes of Paige, things like a fresh approach. Uh, the fact that we can provide that diversity of thought by being truly reflective of a global organization, that we have some of the smartest people um, and therefore our thought leadership is reflective of some, some really smart thinking um, and that ultimately we do take a global perspective to everything we do. So all of those now um, are richly entwined in the brand positioning and um, they will help be the, the sort of the roadmap, if you like, in terms of, uh, and the guideline of, of where the page brand goes in the future. So it's very, very exciting. I agree. And uh, not just because in my role, I'll be part of rolling that brand out. Uh, but what's exciting to me is that the work is only beginning. Right. So we've done the thinking through, we've done the logo. Uh, but now I think we're looking at weeks and months and years where we tell the stories about the organ, the way that we are living that brand. Right. And I think, um, you know, as a communicator, from my perspective, um, the substance is in the positioning, it's in the purpose, you know, what, what makes us unique. But um, like any good uh, branding process, I think what, by the time we had really focused in on the substance of that, we then started to look at the logo and think, well, actually, now we have this very modern feel to us as an organization and where we're headed, then maybe we want to um, reflect that in the, uh, the actual brand itself. And so um, by determining that we would change the name simply to Page, gave us an opportunity to redesign the logo, which was also very exciting. And so I think what you see today in the logo is very modern, contemporary, um, I think somewhat elegant. Uh, and the A and the, uh, the P and the A are intertwined, which are reflective of this peer-to-peer -peer network, but an opportunity to connect with like-minded people um, from across the world. So um, both now, both in terms of how we are represented as well as the substance that sits behind the brand, um, I think is uh, reflective of who we are today, which is very exciting. That is exciting. And as I hear you talk about it, I think, you know, the best brands do well by capturing their heritage and their history and remembering who they are and where they came from, but incorporating that and staying true to that. And so when you talk about the logo and our attributes, you can still see a lot of that heritage of where we came from and what we're here to do. And even in the purpose, which I love the way you described it, um, it answers the question of why we're here. 
Right. I also think it's aspirational because even though when I reflect in the last 10 years, and I think we've come such a long way, I mean, we've doubled our size in membership. We have produced some extraordinary thought leadership. We have become more global um, and diverse, and we've created learning opportunities, not just for members, but for the member entires, the member's entire team. There's still so much to do, and that's, I think, the part that certainly makes me feel that um, we can aspire to do so much more. So when I think about uniting the best thinkers around the world or the best communicators around the world, I think there's still so much more we can do. And I, I, I'm looking forward in five and ten years' time to look back at this particular time and say, wow, we have made an major step forward in so many of the elements that we were just thinking about 10 years ago. So um, I hope that is true and that we can we can all um, be, you know, reflective and, and grateful for this period of time and in, in the evolution of PAGE. I feel the same way. And maybe you and I will put it on our calendars. We'll listen to this podcast <laughs> in 10 years time and we'll think see, about how we realize this vision. how much we got right and perhaps a little bit of what we got wrong. But <laughs> certainly I think it will be an interesting exercise. So it's a date. Let's do it. Sounds good. Amor, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. I enjoyed the conversation. For more about PAGE and our rebrand, you can check out our website at www.awpagesociety.com. Of course, you can follow us on social media. I'd like to offer special thanks to The Home Depot and to Rivet Smart Audio, our podcast partners. It's with their support that we're really able to make this podcast possible. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll speak with you again soon. Thank you.